You're listening to the New Old Heads podcast, shot live every Tuesday at twitch.tv slash newoldheads and released every Thursday at noon via bringingdowntheband.com. The show is brought to you by Coleman Dental, for Infinity, Indie CD and Vinyl. Support the show directly by becoming a member at patreon.com slash newoldheads. You are now tuned in to the New Old Heads podcast. I am Major 7th. The crew is in the building. Starting off with my man Jay Moore. Got his... Bowling swag on the day I see you represent St. Louis. How are you, sir? Excuse uh, me. No, no, let's not, no do that. let's not do that. Let's not do that. Uh, no, I'm good, man. It is um, officially NBA season. Yes. So yes. I figured I'd, uh, I'd rock a throwback. Yeah, I like that, Spirit though. Saint, you know, it's, what's crazy is like St. Louis and Kentucky were the two teams that were not accepted into mm-hmm. the NBA during the merger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said, hey, We'll give you this deal where you get part of the television revenue going forward. And since the NBA was on tape delayed, that didn't seem like a whole lot of money. No, it didn't. Uh, until the NBA came, became a juggernaut in the 80s and 90s. And uh, the owners of the Spirits of St. Louis, who could barely draw 500 people to come see him play, uh, made about $500 million off that deal. There it is. So the Kentucky Colonels, the guy who owned them, he said, well, just give me three, $3 million. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, sucks for him. So it <laughs> definitely, it's sucks about deal making, y'all. It's about deal making. Yeah, work smarter, not harder, man. Yeah, my man, longevity, rocking that crispy new old heads merch. I see you, brother. Yeah, I don't have as cool of a story. <laughs> uh, just, uh, yeah, just a little test print. Hoodie look good on you, man. Maybe we'll have some of these uh, in the next uh, couple weeks or something. But newoldheads.com. The people was talking, man. They, Think we might have a little demand for those. We're gonna do a couple colorways. Yeah, potentially we got some other ideas. Mm-hmm. Soon looks good, brother. Hoodie look. season. Yeah, it's yes, definitely it hoodie season. My oh, man DJ J Div, what's happening, man? Salutations. What's good? I mean, I can't call it anything good, Joey. Yep, 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 yep. Got my oil. Got my kit. My, yeah, the kit is back. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's what's up. Kill. Buster Rhymes and Jay Electronica. The argument was based around lyricism. If I'm paraphrasing, who's nicer? Like bar for bar. Bar, bar for bar, bar, who's better? Even with that, it's like, okay, so you want to... When when I bring up his catalog, then people say, why are you trying to go to his catalog? Nobody cares about people. Duh. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> Stop bringing up these people. I mean, but they was in the comment section. Anyway. Who cares about the comment section? This is part of the story. All right. Nobody cares about the story. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But look, with the bars, bro, it's, it's like, okay, yeah. Bar for bar. Bar That's for a conversation. bar. I think bar for bar is the only conversation that can potentially be had with Jay Electronica and Buster Rhymes. Everything else, Everything else is, is not Buster even Rhymes. comparable. Yeah. Everything else is Buster Rhymes. Right? Yeah. 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 But bar for bar, I can see the conversation being had. <laughs> I, can, yeah. I can see the conversation, but it's it's not like someone's winning by a landslide. No, no, exactly, no, no, no. I bro. I give it to Buster Rhymes. And look, everyone... Whoa, 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 whoa. And, no, I, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me... Let okay, me I'm gonna let you land. Go ahead. No, it's just the fact that Buster Rhymes, a lot of times we hear the... And, you know, we think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, but... When you break down what he's saying, like I said, extinction level event. For those of you who have not listened, go back and listen. He is barring that album up. I agree. Yeah. He and was singing the songs of salvation on that. Oh, yeah, man. I'm telling yeah, you, too, is really good. But I'm I'm saying I, like I, everyone, I we we think about his his appearances and you know the the, the moments with the try call quest. But when you dig into Buster Rhymes' actual catalog, not just the songs you know as singles, not just those appearances that ring off in the club. Boss, boss. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, <laughs> Buster. It's I, to me, it's not even. I, I and I think Jay Electronica 
I mean, he's dope. You know, he doesn't have the catalog. He doesn't have the work. You know, he put, you know, um, shiny suit theory on two albums. But, you know. I don't know. I still think bar for bar, there's absolutely a conversation. He's a really good MC. But the thing about it is, and I actually brought this up, when it comes to being more introspective, Mm -hmm. he's definitely that guy. Yeah, because he's talking about, like, pyramids on Mars and stuff. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. At an elite level, though. Him him and Buster Rhymes aren't the same type of artist as far as even lyrics are concerned. Because his lyrics are going to be in a whole different realm mm-hmm. than the lyrics that Buster Rhymes is going to give you, but he's still going to serve you regardless. I mean, it's it, it, to your point, the landslide, the landslide part is the part that it's grinds not. my gears. Because no. that, the, first of all, it's not that. It really but grinds your gears. That grinds yeah. my gears. But I'm not about to sit up here and cap and say that Jay Electronica is not an elite MC nah, because he that. is. Yeah, but come on, sure. man. When, when, when you, I'm a totality person. When we put everything together, I just don't think it's comparable. Yeah, but that's we not do, the argument, though, right? It's no, not. It's so not, if you want to do bar for bar, then just let's stay yeah. there. But when you start talking about all of the rest of it, I don't think there's a comparison. I think that I, here's what here's what I would say. I think when it comes to taking bars off, I think Jay Electronica takes less bars off than Buster Rhymes. Yeah, but that's also because Buster Rhymes has so much more music. Yeah, that's fair, and he sure. has pop hits. That's fair. You know, that's fair. That's why they're not the same type of artist. Yeah, it's hard to hard to judge them because I can't see Jay Electronica ever making a, a record that he means to go to to the record. I mean, to the uh, radio. Right. You know I can't. I, I can't ever see him making an album. He did, <laughs> kind of every yeah. ten years. Yeah, shout album, out to Sean Carter. The last album he dropped had a record on there from 1975 that he recorded. 1975. <laughs> yeah. He was so, in the womb. Yeah. Oh, so all right. Everybody was like, man, yeah, but the song was still cold. That's that like, baby boy. That resonance. Yeah, the, the beginning of baby boy when he's in the. Uh, I'm like, fam, this, this is a, this record was on OK Player message boards, bro. Like it's on the new <laughs> album now. Yeah, but it's lasted the test of time. How lazy is that, bro? Word. Like I said, you know, shine, and I love the song Shiny Suit Theory. I remember we played it at Coach's for years before the album came yeah, out. Yeah, back in the they, 70s, right? But yeah, but yeah, mm. heard take that too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, this is on the written testimony. Cool. But then they, he puts out another one like, oh, maybe this is the joint that um, Just Blaze talked about. He's been listening to on his phone for all these years. I ain't gonna and ho- it wasn't that. It was, And then Shiny Suit Theory comes on again. I was like, is this a deluxe? What are we doing here? I'm not going to hold you. I, 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 hate, yeah. I hate when Just Blaze says that because I know in my heart that they have amazing music. And he's always like, yeah, we got an album. It's just labels and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fam, stop saying that because I know. It's probably phenomenal music. You did the same thing with Saigon. Thank you. Yeah, but we got Saigon. We got Saigon. Finally, we got it. But it was when nobody was thinking about Saigon anymore. After he had been on uh, the TV show. True, true. Everything leading up to him. Entourage. Entourage, yeah. Everything leading up to him supposed to blow. Yeah. And it just never happened. He was on the cover of magazines, and it didn't drop. We always talk about... um, Always? Yeah. (laughs) That might be one of the artists that missed... I think so. The boat. Saigon, one Saigon? of the biggest artists to miss the boat. I mean, because it was yeah, like it was a situ- it was, he was on Atlantic, I believe, and I just remember like I mean, in the song, like they were trying to get him to do songs like with Trey songs, and he wound up doing a song with Trey songs. It called "Pain in My Life," and thing I remember is, that I actually liked that song, mm. but I'm like, I don't know why they thought that was going to do well at radio. You know what? Saigon might be one of the few people that has has a, the ultimate starter kit 
that didn't and it didn't translate. When I say starter kit, I mean just Blaze on production. You got Come On Baby that has Swiss beats all over it with the ad libs, produced was, by Just Blaze, and it's a remix. He was for on Uwe, which was in the movie Hitch. Had that's what I'm saying. Skin, you know, like he, Mark, he had the, the Mark ulti- Ronson. He had everything the ultimate starter kit. Yep. So I was gonna say, like, he had everything, bro. He had the mm-hmm. ultimate starter kit for that not to what. Well, Define success based off whatever you want to do. Nah, for, sure. for sure. What I'm saying is, with that starter kit, bro, he had a starter kit. Or did he have with a that. better starter kit than, than cannabis? Oh, he did actually. He did. What, what cannabis was on on a big song. Yep. And that set him up to drop an album. And then he beefed with LL, who was hot at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. But honestly, uh, Saigon's lead up was better than cannabis. He was on. He was rocking with the Fugees when the Fugees were it, though. That's Ooh, true. Cannabis? Yes. Yeah, but it ain't but hit. Saigon had more looks. He had, you know, this Bro. is when mixtapes meant something. This is when MP3s, which are 128 kilobits, just started hitting them websites. But the, and but the he was just, having whole cannabis mixtapes. You know when he messed up, though? When he showed up to them awards with Wyclef Payne and Silver. <laughs> yeah. When nobody ready to take but him bro, serious after that. Yeah. The Just Blaze that Saigon had is the Rockefeller acclaimed Just Blaze. He got laced. The production, if you go back and listen to it, it's, a, it's that, called A Story. The Greatest Story Never Told. Thank it's you. a great album. The production yeah, on that album is amazing. It was just like three years too late. Bruh. And he, and he had the just late. I'm sitting here like thinking like, what was it? I think he just missed his time. Yeah. He might have just missed it. It was supposed to it came out when he was being seen out of time. Right. And yeah. it didn't happen. I found out, I tell, I've told the story like three or four times since on the show, but I found out about Sound, Saigon on SoundClick. See, wow. Ooh. Yeah, like, you took me back on sound click. He had a song called Purple. It was, it was, Over the Nas. It was no, he had a song. It was like Red and Blue Make Purple the Color of Love or something like that. But it, it was uh yeah, it was a dope record. I was like, who's this guy? And then then I start seeing him pop up like a year after that. Yeah. You know, I thought he was just a dope underground well he was, but you know, back in those days it was different, you know, because there was no way nice. to find people unless mm-hmm. you Randomly happened upon them. Yeah, sit behind your computer, go to the blogs. You know, bro. That was, but that, that was, was like before blogs. Though. This yeah, is, this was, is yeah. like 2002. Yeah. This was back when when magazines were still being printed because he was on the cover or something. This is like the early. This is like Kazaa days and LimeWire. There you go. There I mean, you go. Like, Just giving your um your your family laptop herpes. You know. You know <laughs> what. You know what. Though? I remember to y'all point about finding artists. That was a really good feeling to run into an album and run into somebody that was that that was extremely dope so that I could share it with somebody and be like, yo, Lone did this all the time with me. Have you heard? Jay like, Electronica was Lo- one of those dudes. Exactly. Little Lone, Brothers was one of those groups. Lone put, yeah. Lone put me on to so many artists who I call Lone artists that I never would have heard heard of because he was in that vibe. He was in that pocket finding the records and he would send them to me or be like, yo, man, you need to listen to this. So I got put on by, by him with so much great music in that era, bro. And it was just was like sharing, happenstance. Yeah, like, sharing music before sharing music was just sharing music. It's true. Dang. Before we were actually sharing music. That's true. You was putting people on before y'all started doing that. Yeah. Pimpin' since been pimpin' since been pimpin'. pimpin'. Shouts to Indianapolis. Yeah. My caps. Yep. So last week we talked about about Ice Spice giving peace to music critics. Well, fast forward. Penny the Butcher is actually calling out critics. I'm going to read what he says and then we can kind of dissect uh, his comments as it relates to uh, good old music critics. He says... Music. Shout out to Memphis. Stop trying to give y'all opinions because y'all N-words are not Stephen A. Smith. Respectfully, though, it's like enjoy the music. MFers don't enjoy the music no more. 
They just critique the music. The people that that you critiquing, you got to realize a large percent of them got here without your opinion, like respectfully. Mm-hmm. Don't take this the wrong way, but okay. I get online and I see just people critiquing ish. Who are these people? I don't like people. <laughs> I don't like people. I don't like people, man. Saying what they like and don't like. Enough of that BS, man. Get back to enjoying the music, man. Well, you got it. You enjoy it if you enjoy it. So I'm gonna pose this question: mm-hmm. the social media era, and this also goes to sports, sports talk, because everything is a debate now. Everything has that clouded how people consume and listen to music. The the it's opinion, the, the opinion era, has that clouded how people it. listen to music? Does he have a point? No. It's influenced it. I think so. Okay, I take that back. You know what? Yes, it does because everyone has a voice now. And the thing is, it used to be the only person you you know who gave out mics would be Kim Osorio. You know, and that's who you know. There were a few people who would actually be able to critique rap albums, give out mics, give out you know. I don't think they didn't give out any like number or anything in vibe or whatever. But it's different now because look, man. I just say this: us doing a podcast. Creating content, we're always open. We, we open ourselves up to criticism. If we didn't want to be open to criticism, we'd sit around and talk about rap music for two hours and with, with no cameras on. And right. We could just talk in, in a circle and not put out the content. Right. You know, so we have to realize everybody's not going to agree with us. Everybody's not going to think what we do is great. And there's going to be a level of criticism. It's the same thing now. If you put out any sort, sort of artistic expression, whether it be a movie, whether it be a TV show, whether it be music, the, the music that Betty the Butcher does, right. you know, you can't. You can't live for the cheers and die by the booze. It just is what it is, and you have to you can't you have to be super thick skinned now. No, I agree. It, uh, my comments are similar to what I said last week. I, you know, we are in a uh, in an era where everybody feels like their opinion is valid and like their opinion matters. Right. And it's an interesting conversation because I don't want to sit here and say that people's opinions don't matter, but realistically, a lot of your opinions don't matter. It's just what it is, mm-hmm. and. Everybody feels like they have a voice that is platform. I, I don't know if it's necessarily everybody feels like they have a voice and they should have a voice and you know, like from that type of angle, but because it's so much at our fingertips, mm-hmm. nobody thinks twice about commenting anything anymore. It's so easy to do it. Especially from like an anonymous account where you have that safety net of being borderline disrespectful, but also not having the respect or the confidence to say stuff with your own voice. A lot of times. And you don't have to be held accountable because we, how many egg people do we see? Exactly. That, right? that, that's, that's kind of my point. Like I, I have less of an issue with somebody voicing an opinion on a social media platform. If it's literally a picture of their face and it's of them that, you know, like it's literally who they are. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you go to their Twitter profile, it has their email. And it's not <laughs> private. It says, well, yeah. like you click on it's their page private. and you it can actually see are. what they're on. Yeah. It's not private. Because then that shows that, all right, cool. You at least have the, the confidence and the... You know, you at least stand by what you're saying. Mm. Yeah. A lot of the other stuff is just kind of like people just feel like they can just say anything. There, there, there have been many times where I've pondered the idea of just turning comments off on our things, just turning them off completely so people can't. Mm. And I wonder if I wonder if like creators are going to do that in the future, um, because that is an option to some some degree. Now, yeah, we haven't done it. it. We haven't done it. And I think on super <laughs> sensitive issues, you, you see that on YouTube sometimes where they'll just turn the comments yeah, off. You right, know what yeah. I mean? I think it's an interesting type of, I don't know if it's a power play, but just a, a way of kind of controlling the narrative sometimes to not let people have the voice that maybe they think that they deserve on certain, because it's almost like a, uh, people feel like they should have a voice all the time. That's the era that we in. Uh, and I don't mean like, 
I don't mean just like a voice to just comment and just to, 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 to engage. I mean like a voice to be contrarian, a voice to just pick stuff apart for no reason. But there's no, there's no other than they want to hear themselves. There's no wall that separates. Well, there's a wall to a certain extent when you talk about looking at profiles and people that are held accountable. I write for this. I have an email address. You can reach out. That's one thing. But there's a really thin wall because the trolls and the people that we're talking about, they feel like they're in the same space as the podcasters, the established podcast. There's people that feel like they have the right to comment and say things as if we would. Yeah. Without taking into account the experience that we have in the industry and what we've done to get to where we are. Right. They look at it like we're here. Yeah. Right. And that's that's what clouds it, because everybody thinks that we're all here Mm -hmm. and all these comments are just being thrown out. It's the gift and the curse of access. You know, we have access to to be super successful in something like this. You need to be able to establish and create a community. That's what you have to be able to do. Right. But at the same time, not everybody that comments is somebody that I want a part of my community. True. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's weird. What you you think, bro? I think it's weird that people even. uh that don't rock with you even follow you it's and want to see ex- everything that you're that's doing it just comes on and be the, the mm-hmm. contrarian all the time that's weird that's stuff that's weird to me yeah <clears throat> I think people I are just mind. miserable I think that in general that or, or these platforms give them the energy or the battery to think they can talk about everything mm-hmm. but I mean honestly don't mind people critiquing things to a certain extent if it's not good it's just not good yeah and if that's what is going across the board just becomes because somebody is saying it doesn't make it good just because they're saying it you know what i'm saying does he does he have a does he have a point though is he just talking about because i know we're talking about just the random people that come and do things i think is he talking about like somebody like us I don't know I, from, because I mean he could be talking about somebody like us. The way I and took I it, feel like I feel like we are qualified to do that if we want for to. Sure. But I, I think this the way I read it on, on the, from the article, I think it's just in general. I think it's just people always having something to say. So no just matter anybody, yeah, anybody no matter who they are, that voices an opinion, right? On and I any could be, said release. I could be wrong, but I'm taking it as because he's he's saying y'all y'all opinion. I, I mean, don't think it's just media. I think it's just it's called social media. Yeah. So if something yeah. comes out, it's honestly good that somebody's even talking about it, but because it's going to make other people maybe go check it out and form their own opinion on it. That opinion might be good. And he's cool with that good one. Yeah. He's just not cool with the one that, that's a naysayer. So For sure. you got to kind of have take it both ways. What do y'all think about the part? I'm, I'm, I'm zeroing in on the part about enjoying the music mm-hmm. where, you know, it gets to the point where we're so thirsty to all make comments enjoyable. instead yeah. of enjoying the music. What do y'all think about it's that? It's not all enjoyable. That's, it's not like, you know, when we the, when we've talked about Eminem before, mm-hmm. it's not that we are critiquing him as a person. We're literally talking about how we don't enjoy his music, and then we explain why. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I've we've talked about how they've been saying, "Okay, I did enjoy this." Right. Well, I said artist, like I was right. cr- very critical about. Little Wayne's, he was either Carter Four or Carter Five, or even know. that last one, that, the, yeah, the, the fix before the six, yeah. is absolute trash. Yeah. Exactly, but at the same time, 
Like I got on here and said, "Oh, Lil Wayne, he's he's on a run right yes. now with these features." You have to take the good with the bad. So if I'm praising you for your release, then you can't be like, "All right, we rock with this dude," but these same dudes is listening to the ones that we don't like. So if I'm like, "Yeah, this one kind of missed a little bit to me," and here's why, but I still rock with you. You know look, what I'm saying? Look, we 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 when we talked about how you know when creeping on to come up in East 1999, come on, but man. then we we. Completely dog the art of war. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, not. We've really been dogging the art of war for seven years, <laughs> <laughs> and it just caught wind. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Jay Moore, you kind of alluded to it though. It comes with this is something that obviously comes with the territory, but I do think he has a point about this current era because everybody has an turn opinion. off your mentions, dog. Like yeah. sometimes you, know you got that's if, if you that if it bothers you that much, you got to turn off your mentions because yeah. you wouldn't see. Because a lot of these people are trolls and they don't know what they're talking about. They have no credibility. True. But at the same time, like if someone sits in and critiques your album and says, oh, this could have been better. Oh, I felt like he took this this song off. I mean, they're not trying to come for you personally. That's the thing about hip hop. It's so personal because like, okay, say back in the day, you know, some critic told, you know, Jermaine Jackson would be like, you know what? I didn't like I want you back. He could be like. Whatever, dog. I didn't write that. <laughs> you know, I didn't produce that song. You know, but if you tell a rapper that, you know, I, I think this song is trash, sometimes he takes that as you think my life is trash. I think there's just a level of insulation that those people had in different eras that we don't have anymore. We don't have that too. We don't have the ability to ignore this stuff anymore. True. Mm-hmm. Like if you are trying to be a public figure mm-hmm. from from an independent artist to a content creator to anything, mm-hmm. it's like a dual edged sword sort of trying to build your community of people to. To, you want to be able you want to look at it because you want to see the people that are saying good things you want to interact with them but at the same time you're gonna like you said you got to take the good with the bad because there's going to be just as many people on there that just had a bad day today and they just want to disagree with something and say whatever they how, feel how many times have we all discussed and talked about the comments the comment section we we, we analyze the comment section mm-hmm. if it's on tiktok or instagram or whatever we talk about the comment section and how I've heard Lone say, or I've heard all of us at one point say, man, I almost decided to, but I was like, nah, I pull back. Or I almost was going to respond. It's like, nah, I pull back. It's feeding them. Yeah, because it's, it, it's, it's, it's feeding the, end, the trolls, at, though. At the end of the day, sometimes, I mean, because even as as uh, people that are considered media, mm-hmm. people are critique, critiquing us as well. Every time we put out a, exactly. a, a feature or a segment or something, people are critiquing our opinions and our reviews. That's true. And they're in the comments doing the same thing. Yep. But I actually like it. <laughs> I love it. You know what Especially I'm saying? Especially Lone will just uh, reply. One of my favorite uh, replies he has is Google is free. Yeah. Uh, hey. I love it. Because, <laughs> I mean, honestly. And go to therapy is my it, favorite. It, actually. Yeah, that's helps, another good one. It helps uh, other people engage. And then there's also people that agree with us. Yeah. And then there's other people. I mean, and we've already did the math on whenever somebody doesn't agree with what you're saying, mm-hmm. you're going to see a whole lot more yeah, of that that's, that's yeah, than the ones up. that agree with you. Yeah. So, I mean. And the people who just really rock with, with us don't even comment. Yeah. This is so, what it is. I mean, I, I've come to the point now where we, we I mean, it, just to summarize it all, we, we know. We know what comes with what we do. Yeah, and it doesn't bother you, me. You can't avoid it. So it's yeah. like, okay, it's just a part of it. Benny, if, if right? anybody's talking about you, 
I think you're still in a stage in your career where uh, people should be talking about you, whether that be good or bad, and True. you just got to show and prove. It is what it is. Somebody care enough, Benny, to talk about you. So clearly you're still bubbling and you're still getting comments and critiques, or if it's from music critics or trolls, somebody cares enough to put that much energy into you. Like they say, man, maybe you're doing something right. Yeah, they wasn't saying nothing bad about Cisco and Ebert when they were reviewing these movies. <laughs> they were the only ones that, that you could go to to review these movies. True. They actually had some, some pretty... Rotten reviews True. for some good movies, Look. but that was all you could see back then. Like I'm Shawshank Redemption, which is a lot of people's favorite movie, classic, did not get good reviews. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, you got to take it with a grain of salt sometimes. Cisco and Ebert hated Harlem Nights. Listen, but they loved Booty Call. Come they on, gave it man. two thumbs up. I watched wow. Booty Call the other day. You man. know why, why they love Booty Call? Jamie Foxx is funny. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Jamie Foxx is funny in Booty Call, bro. Jamie Foxx is funny in everything. Yeah. But thank you. Working Booty Call as a good movie over Harlem, Harlem Nights. Nights. I remember they gave they was I think they gave Coming to America two thumbs down. Come on, man. Lone, have you ever seen Booty Call? I don't know. It doesn't sound I like it. Doesn't, I wouldn't have seen it based, in on high this, based on this conversation. I've seen it in like high you actually ain't missed. But I mean, the Source magazine. I might have. I just the don't source, source magazine missed on a whole lot of stuff. True. Right. And this is back when they were publishing. It was in print, so I can still go back and see this print that everybody in school or anybody that was about the culture had. And seen and probably swayed them actually buying Rolling that Stone record. was even worse. Booty Call getting yeah. anything above Harlem Nights is top tier, colossal disrespect, dumb, stupid. It's a whole lot of ignorant. It's a whole lot of that in the movie world, though. Rolling Stone gave like a bad review to America's Most Wanted and The Low End Theory. <laughs> See, so it's been going on forever. It's just presented to you in. How how we receive it now? It I just think it it's ahead, it, it's just so oversaturated today. I it think is. I, we're in a place right now to where it's just so much that <laughs> that that and and to be honest, even though we're saying the things that we're saying, like you know, you got to deal with it. It's not like Benny is wrong. It's, he's no, not I, wrong. I understand you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But this yeah. is one of the things that that you aspire to be. You want it to be somebody that people know. Kinda, and this kind of comes now. It comes with the territory, unfortunately. Mm, kinda, you can't just sign when whenever you decided to come out. You can't be like, all right, I don't want any reviews from social media or anybody to be able to talk about me on there. Long, why do you say kind? Doesn't happen. Why, why are you saying kinda? Uh, because it's the level of disrespect sometimes. Like I, I don't, I don't have a problem with somebody who's who's got some sort of validity into what they say to review the things that I'm doing. Yeah, but I don't care about Charlie. Junior, who lives across the street, who's in I his don't. in his underwear in his bedroom. But it, in Shout the same Charlie token, Jr. in the but, same token, I know that my life is better than his. But what if Charlie Junior really likes what you did, and he's like, "Man, that's incredible!" And he tells all fifteen hundred people he has, and says, "Go out and listen to this album." For sure, you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, no, it just sure. is what it is. You can't. You like I said, you cannot. It's to me it's, die by the booze. It's to me. To me, we're having different conversations. To me, it's not about that. I'm okay with that. It's about people being so bold in the comment sections. It's in that aspect. Mm. I don't care about people's opinions. I care about the fact that so many people okay. feel like they can just get on here and like they matter and they that's don't. A that's a different they, argument. These people do not matter. I just want you guys to know you don't matter. That's, well, a, different argument. That's, that's a different argument. Well, you I don't know, care about people. But you know what go. the thing is? A lot of times they're just looking like, um, I can't remember argument. who Love it was. Love you guys, but you don't matter. It was some <laughs> artist who said, 
you know, they, there was somebody coming for him in the comments. And when he finally decided to reply, the person who was saying it's like, oh, man, I'm just I really love you, man. This, that, the third. And he was just ca- like a lot of people just have bad days, man. <laughs> you know, that's what a it lot is. of people do that. We, lot, we have bad days. That's why I always say go to therapy, because what it is, is I'm being serious. It's a joke. But it's like people are so angry online. They're taking out the right re- deep here. People are so miserable from day to day. Are you talking about people? Yes. <laughs> people in general, but okay. not a person. All right. right? Fair uh, enough. Everybody. Fair enough. Everybody is so miserable in general yeah. that they'll go online and they will just spout all their frustration and hate with the world anonymously out in the world. And you just need to go to therapy. Just go to therapy. The, yeah. Because mm. they can do it, though. I mean, that is their therapy, but, but that's it? not a good therapy. I mean, but just like, what? just like you said, there are people who probably hate watch and hate listen to our show just so they can comment. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, I mean, just like the people who say, I can't stand the Kardashians. Well, why do you follow <clears> on social media? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. can't wait for the next episode. You know, you, stop engaging. I don't care. We're, we're too far Deja gone who? now, honestly. Like it doesn't matter what anybody says or does. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. too much access available. So, For sure. honestly, when you say something about it, it's going to make people double down mm-hmm. and do it even more. Yep, yep. Those miserable ones that see that, oh, I'm actually getting to this person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to do this yep. because I get joy from this. Yep. You, so. you feed and enhance and enable a troll by a miserable person slash troll. By responding and responding, they get that's a, what they live for. They literally the get response. a dopamine hit in their brain. Yes. When I, you, th- so it's you know, like I got, I, I got do you. matter. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I got, I got, I got the white guy out of out of his. He's off his square now. He's commenting to me. Oh, oh I love man, this. I love need it. this. I need this. And then he'll sleep. Dude will sleep good tonight. Yeah. And well, Lona's just laughing the whole time. Look, when, all, him to go when, to all those fo- when all those I block weird, people now. You know, I, that's good too. No, I, 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 that's the exact way. I don't. I, I say I don't. Uh, I don't reply to the trolls. I block them. You know, what I'm saying I don't feed the trolls. I block them. It's just like when all those weirdos um, who are fans of Nicki Minaj. Yep. You know, man, they hmm. came for us, didn't they? They, oh, they came for me especially. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying like at one point they were like they would they went all the way back through like my Instagram feed. It was like something I put up when you know when my cat died, and there was somebody actually replied, "I'm glad your cat died." <laughs> like that's how miserable her fans. They showed are. up at his establishment wearing tights. It was it was crazy. <laughs> who has that much time to scroll through somebody's? Timeline to find out. They scroll back died. like two years to find That's that. wild. You know, so it was just like I had to take. There's a whole TV show behind that, though, too. So it's yeah. pretty good. Swarm. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. that was actually really good. That was good. I, I don't know why I got so much bad really slack on it. Because it was based on Beyonce. <laughs> a lot of it is because, and it goes back to these comment sections and things of that nature. A lot of people are so sensitive as to real life and what's going on and, and things that are actually true. We are an extremely sensitive era. Yeah, I'm sensitive. All right. I'm very sensitive. I got a Ralph Tresvin album you can listen to. <laughs> Thank you, man. It actually got some heat is on it, it too. Is it intimate? Uh, it's sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Can we shout out to partners, man? Yeah, shout out to our partners. They love sensitivity, too. (laughs) Thanks to our partners. Dr. Coleman of Coleman Dental is our go-to dentist. He's a longtime Indianapolis arts and music supporter located right in Broad Ripple. Printfinity is a screen printing shop based in Indianapolis, owned and operated by our own DJ J. Diff. Our good friends at Indie CD and Vinyl operate one of the best record stores in North America. Shop new and used in their site or visit them in person. And the best way to support the new old heads is to visit our Patreon. Come bucks a month. All details on newoldheads.com. That's why we're upgrading the computer. Yeah, it is. Shout out to the Matrix. Yeah, did you hear it? 
A little hurt, mm-hmm. a little glitch. Sorry, though. We lie. Shout out to our partners. We appreciate the relationships as always. So, yeah. salute to them. Yeah, we got some intimate relationships with our partners. Yeah. Why you keep saying intimate, man? Because it makes you uncomfortable. When you say it, it does. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you look at me like you're looking at me now and you're saying intimate. Stop looking at me and saying intimate. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Perhaps we should jump into one of these topics. Yes, let's do, uh, let's do that. Did y'all see? Now, this this caught me off guard, but I I want to say it's a good thing. So the playmaker, Mike Wervin. Yes, sir. He, he was on Undisputed. And he I ran, remember he was here in the, in the club having a good time. <laughs> sure was. Mike, Mike be having a good time. Yeah, he do. Okay, nah. Shout uh, out to the Cowboys. Don't do that. Had, a, had, on, uh, had on a fur coat, had something nice with him. Hey, listen, a few Mike, of them. First yeah. of all, Mike is like that. So let's, 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 let's super legend. Yeah, for sure. The lore is true. Yeah. yeah. Mike, Mike, now he didn't change. Mike then come on around. No, don't look at me like that, Jay Moore. Oh, no, I was going to say, the only thing I was going to say is shout out to Mike for actually standing up for himself. Nah, straight up. When we had them accusations yeah. and actually, you know, because NFL Network let him go and all this mm-hmm. other stuff and come to find out that girl was lying. lying. But bro, he was on Undisputed. He brought up his son's, and this was a son's rap career in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, and he says, I got a son, he raps. Mm. His rap name is Tut Tarantino. I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> I don't. Uh <laughs> As if you ever listen to some of his raps, I'm like, oh, my God, where does this come from, son? <laughs> you grew up in a gated community your whole life. But he's got to say it like him your whole life. Oh, I'm going to do it again. There you go. You grew up in a gated community your whole life. There you go. <laughs> but, you're, <laughs> but you're rapping my life because we romanticize and fantasize about the old thug life, ghetto life, all of that stuff. We used to work to get away from it. Now we've gotten to a place somehow where we're running back towards it in music and everything. So is he putting his son on blast or, is he, what te- he gets. or is he or is he telling the truth? Because He's telling the truth. Low key, this is a message that maybe some people need to hear. Or am I tripping? You're not tripping. And I'm, I'm going to say this from somebody that actually grew up in. Uh, uh, now, this is a father talking about his son I, who's a, I know. aspiring rapper. I know. Okay. It's always the opposite, though. So okay. I'm from the hood or whatnot. Grew up there or whatever. People like us, we were trying to get out and make, you know what I'm saying, be different. Right. Versus and, and this was happening back then. It would be people you went to school with that were not from any kind of neighborhood but wanted to, to claim this, that, and the other because it made them feel I don't know, tougher or something. I don't know. It's weird. Yep. It's some kind of weird dichotomy that um, people try to grasp onto a life that they know nothing about mm-hmm. um, because it's kind of uh, fantasized and romanticized. But in our reality, it's not cool. I knew people that lived in crack houses, like some of my friends, and you go over their house, you like, this is crazy. Like they're catching the bus and going to school with you every day. Mm-hmm. And they live in a literal crack house so they come home and and people are in there that they know nothing about um and they're just doing what they're doing right so people like that that grew up in gated communities and and want to act like this is this is glamorous and this is that it really ain't man because once they actually get a taste and see what that is and it usually when that happens is when it comes to gunplay when they find out what this, how they're not built. Exactly so, how they're not built. It's this that's when they find out and sometimes it's too late. So so I I'm just gonna take from what you just said. Sounds like you're on Mike's side in terms of him putting a message out there about how that really ain't it. Absolutely. All right. Because why would you rap about some stuff that you have nothing to do with? Like he said, you grew up in a gated community. The re- gated means you're shielded from whatever is going on outside. 
the reason the reason I'm asking you this is because when I know with your story, I know your story is authentic, so you can speak from that. What I'm saying is you'll you'll see the opposite. You'll see, well, Mike shouldn't do that to his son because his son is trying to aspire his aspiring rapper and it might take his credibility away and it might pull All from right. who he's well, gonna he, be. He so need, he needs to be more like he needs to be more like a T.I. son. Mm. You except know what I'm saying? We're getting them teeth. Well, not that one. <laughs> Why we? He got two other sons that rap. Well, oh. One of them does rap. One of them do country music. Okay, but uh, Damani, Damani's cold. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damani's cold, but he he doesn't rap about, and he's not fantasizing his daddy's life. Damani's cold. He's just a talented individual that's trying to get his music out there. So his son, Michael Irvin's son, we wouldn't even know nothing about Tut Tarantino unless his daddy. Brought him up, so he actually should be giving his daddy some props for even telling people about who he is. What you think, Jay? Look, man, I hope more family members come out and expose the people in their family rapping that, about that gangster life who really grew up in a nice situation. I grew up in a really nice Huxable type situation. That's awesome. And the thing is, like, but everybody in my family didn't. Right. And I don't want to romanticize anything that they went through that was hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I would not trade places with them even to pretend, you know. And so this young man, I don't know if maybe he doesn't have the artistic expression to try to find a way to talk about something other than what he's heard. Because once again, I, you know, as much as I loved N.W.A. and, and Mob Deep and all these hard, I couldn't really relate to what they was talking about. I could relate more to like De La Soul and, and Trial Call Quest. Not that they came up in super rich situations, but they almost rapped with a more middle class sensibility than you know, uh, people who was just talking about the street life. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope this young man, like, you know, I mean, we're talking about him now only because his father decided to say, yo, Tut Tarantino, that's not how you grew up. Yeah, his algorithm totally switched. You know. His daddy did him a favor, actually. You know, but at the same time, you got to understand, like, I grew up in a nice situation and I didn't have a gate. You know, so when you're talking about, you know, grew up in a gated community, that Come means on, that's about four or five steps up from how I grew up. And, hey, and, and I grew up hey, very huckster. Hey, hey like, where Tuck grew up at, you got to put a code in to get in there. You yeah. got to put a code in. He's riding in. around the neighborhood in a golf cart. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know, automatically had a finished basement yeah. And, yeah. and good Christmases. Ain't so. nobody serving on nobody's corner. Well, I just, I, w- I was a little shocked that. The number, it wasn't down, it was kind of more down the middle than one side or the other because to Terry's point, sometimes this needs to be brought out. This needs to be talked about because we know plenty of artists that we've seen and we grew up seeing the stories and stuff and people just coming out saying their one thing and we know it's not. But I did, you know, that that other side of it where it's like, man, you might crush this young fella. That's okay. That's what You're I'm about supposed to be I'm trying. Com- I'm, I'm coming alone. I'm going outside looking in or trying to do the opposite. I'm trying right. to get to where you're at right where you started from right. yeah compared where you to, started from compared to some people like you know you want to you were born on third base when i'm trying to hit a triple come on man at the end of the day he got a he got a hell of a lob i didn't I, know nothing about him didn't know anything I mean, about his there's name there's somebody out there that is is being considered the goat right now mm-hmm. that came up pretty freaking well yeah he goes by the name of Drake. Yeah. I mean, think of this this little white dude named Little Mabu or whatever his name is. Like he's the same way. He was a rich kid in New York. Mm-hmm. He Wait, just who? did he just Little Mab he just did the record with Chrissy on Rock. Oh, I'm sleep. Oh, I'm that's sleep. Little, yeah. yeah. I'm sleep. Look, a lot of you have to understand. I I know you grew up listening to a certain kind of hip hop, but mm-hmm. uh being a criminal is not a prerequisite to being an artist. It's not. And this y'all need to stop with that. This you know, cuz a lot like I I 
I've told people maybe on this podcast where it's like, look, when Nelly came out, they talked about how he played baseball and he was recruited and that, that, that. They didn't, I didn't really, Nelly was in these streets. They didn't yeah. talk about that till like maybe four or five albums in. Uh, and t- until the, uh, the, MTV behind the music came out. Yeah, until then it was like, oh, look at these guys. Because I wouldn't have known until I saw that. I, yeah, was, I knew a, the first, his first commercial release. If you really listen, yeah. If you yeah, really listen yeah, to that song, yeah. he's really on some street stuff. I didn't catch it early, but once somebody pointed it out, to your point, I didn't catch it early, angle cap, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. He was actually the money man. He wasn't even supposed to be the one out in front. It's just that he ended up the one that, had to take that opportunity because like easy. yeah I i'll make sure yeah. hey ali jay more ali, hey, man ali tell a different story man look, same, i know look, you know but uh I'm, I'm just saying i'm just saying like you it was supposed to be the group yeah yeah but they were like hey that guy mm-hmm. you know i really enjoy thing that he's got under his <laughs> band-aid. eye the band-aid. that's it that's that's that, it yeah, yeah. So, shout out to murphy leo that's a good brother met that brother he's cool that's actually good but he dude. doesn't have a band-aid well, he didn't have a Band-Aid when I met him, but... Uh, um, shout out to Nelly and his Band-Aid. <laughs> Sometimes you need a Band-Aid. So somebody that, that grew up like that, like Tut Tarantino, in a gated community, you probably should have took a different path. I mean, your daddy's Michael Irvin. He probably could have set you up real nice with a good job. He probably is set up real yeah, nice. Yeah. Is, you know, he probably you- is... Has a good job. Yeah. Imagine I, like just, Shador Sanders let, uh, trying to talk about or the he's probably, life. Or he's probably one That's of them a good kids that, that he's still being funded by his parents, yeah, but that, he just can't get right. Yeah, it's possible. You know Clarence had good parents. Clarence had good parents. Yeah. <laughs> let's get this last one in. Uh, let's talk Gucci Mane. Yes, sir. Uh, Joe, but- Joe Button been popping in and out of news podcast as he should as he he should right that means his work is being done out here somebody listening to joe button so apparently they were having a conversation and joe was talking about i'm a fan of joe button i am too i am too talking about gucci's label and you know 1017 and his Mm -hmm. signings and the things that have you know happened to his happened to his signees i'm gonna go through a couple of uh passages here did i say that right long sure Okay, thanks. Passages. <laughs> Not a hard word to say. I mean, I'm just asking, bro. Just Not asking. like you said, like... Speaked it. Yeah, I mean, spoke it. You know, it. You know, or... You like delictable pa- or something like that. Delictable? Delictable. You know? Did you like passage? Passage is normal, man. Yeah, that's okay. not I'm just asking, bro. Your hey, mom's an English teacher, man. Now you talking about my mom. I'm saying. Now you talking about my mom. Now you talking about my mom. He's not talking. I don't know this dude a long time, He's not talking about her. He's talking about you. My mama like him. But he's not talking about her. I'm emotional. He's I'm saying sorry. he's pretty much saying that I'm, I'm emotional. I'm co-signing your mother more from you. <laughs> now he laughs because he knows your mom. He does. He does. Um. So <laughs> let me read some of this Joe Button. That's right? why he's laughing. <laughs> let me read some of this Joe Button, and then uh, I'll read Gucci's response. So he says, uh, and this is in relation to he's kind of making a comparison to the rap industry and sports. He says the same thing has happened in rap the last decade. Where we have never seen this many people die. We have never seen this many shootings, stabbings, click beef, arrests, Ricos. I've never seen it in hip hop. That conversation runs concurrent with, for me and the rest of the musicians, the death of the A&R, the death of musicianship. Those are together for me. He says, so when I say Gucci Mane's scouting needs to be under examination, it's because this is now what? Eight, nine, ten? Obviously, question mark. I don't know. A whole roster that is just suffering from the different stroke curse. And I don't think it's a coincidence anymore. So somebody brought this up in an interview. What is the different strokes curse? Dead or in jail? Yeah. Talking about, you know, the actors and 
But shout out to Todd Burns. Arnold and Willis. He's, he's doing, he's doing yeah. all right. You know? Yeah. I, he actually had Todd Jackson yeah. is doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but they did have some of that, though, I with, mean, with, with the cast. Though. I mean, with Dana Plato, that was probably the most tragic I mean, It was story. the yeah. 80s. For sure. For sure. You know, right. but even with Gary. A's with money. Gary, I mean, Gary Coleman, his parents stole his money. So. But, let, but, let me, but let me read what Gucci said in response when someone asked him. Okay. So he says, I think, it, I think that's unfair, you know. You know what I'm saying? For him to say that, but I guess he's entitled to his opinion. But to me, who else is going to give them a chance? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to sign the guys who don't need no help. Like Tuck Tarantino. <laughs> Correct. Brilliant. Exactly. That's brilliant. You're very right. Well, you potting right now. I'm signing the guys who don't, who don't nobody want to sign. Who's who's saying? Reading is struggling right now. <laughs> what is Gucci, going on? Gucci got it chopped Reading up. Is Gucci, fundamental. Gucci got, yeah, but, Gucci got it chopped up over here. Uh, who's saying like, oh, you, take over. you got a criminal? <laughs> oh, yeah. You got a criminal you, record. You need to increase the size of the fund. Man, hey, reading this is crazy. All right, so somebody not, somebody is subscribed to Patreon so we get some new contacts. Where would I leave? Where I leave at? Let me start. Let me try this again because it's too much going on. What is going? Like I'm not trying to sign the guys who don't need no help. Okay. I'm signing the guys who don't nobody want to sign uh-huh. who's saying like oh you got a criminal record we're going to stay away from you them the guys I'm giving a chance so he says if they <laughs> maybe stop. you shouldn't hey, man. You know, I'm sorry it's like, Chris says you're reading all of a sudden you start reading louder <laughs> yeah, I thought that would help I Gu- went to the store <laughs> man. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci got a lot of uh, he like that kid in class he didn't want to read bro this is Pat Gucci passionate uh, with what he's saying <laughs> Basically, you said they if they would have checked my background and my criminal stuff, right? Then people wouldn't have perhaps given me a chance. For sure. So is Joe Budden fair in his assessment? Yep. And and or does Gucci have a point as it relates to him we giving out opportunities just to talked people? About an individual, we did kind of because uh, you know lacrosse tut. Yeah. Eh, wow. Kinda. Go that's ahead, kinda, Long. It's kind of accurate. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Kind of accurate. Yeah, perhaps. What y'all think? Private man? school tut. Uh, I, I like I like Gucci standing up for his you know his choices, but y'all think Joe got a point? Yeah, I think I think Joe's got a point. I think Gucci's got a point too. I think okay. I think they both have points. Uh, but uh, if a bunch of your artists are dying, the, the most interesting part about this entire conversation was that he tied it into the relation of the A and R. You know, um, which we talked about the last what. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting anecdote that's kind of a side conversation, though. I don't know if that's directly related to that aspect of it. But no, I think I do think Joe Budden has a very interesting point. But what is this? You know, I don't think it's Gucci's fault. No, that's no, no, what no, I was no. about to ask. Is it fair to put that at the feet of Gucci, the entire scope of all of the stuff that happens with 1017 or, you know, the things that happen with the artist? Because it kind of comes off as it's his fault. Or he's responsible for. He ha- he does have a responsibility. There's my, a level of responsibility. In my opinion, I think once you once you bring somebody into your fold, I, exactly with anything with with anything with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, I, I, I I believe I, that's something that I believe in. And you know, regardless of if he you know if he's doing a little bit, sure it's better than nothing. But I but I think you know there's there is responsibility in that. You know to to help these. If you're really helping these guys out of a of a situation that they're in a bad situation, then we wouldn't be uh, what Joe Budden say like eight, nine, or ten people pass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, there needs to be something else happening there. I don't know if A and Ring is the, the correct thing. No, I don't think it's A and R, but I do agree with you on that because I was thinking the exact same thing. Once you step in to kind of be that, I don't want to even say savior because it's almost giving them too much, too much. Yeah, but being the one that that gives them the opportunity to change. 
their situation and their living conditions, then you are you're you're kind of responsible to make Help that make news. that shift. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. To so make sure that happens. So rather than signing a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. trying to help them. If you financially, if you can't do it for that many people, then maybe you need to focus on a few first, move them, get them out of that situation. It's kind of similar to um, when uh, Snoop Dogg signed to Master P. Mm-hmm. So when he signed a No Limit, uh, P made him move from L.A. Mm-hmm. where he was in danger of possibly succumbing to the street life. He made him come to New Orleans put him up in a neighborhood, a gated community mm-hmm. to where he's away from all of that and told him you cannot go back to L.A. for this amount of time. Right. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. And if I'm looking out for you, I'm looking out for if you. If you're really looking out for Right. Them. I don't yeah. want you to be in a situation to where you might lose your life behind what you're doing and you're better than that. You know what I'm saying? You're already trying to, to overcome your situation. So he made, he actually did it for all his artists. He did. He put all of his artists away from their upbringing, you know what I'm saying? Environment. To get them away from what was going on, to make them focus on what, this is what it is now. Yeah. This is where we're going. So I agree with, uh, with uh, Joe Budden and that sentiment. I think too, when you, when you put more money behind something like that in general, uh, and you don't take somebody out of a specific situation. It's just going. Th- it's going to aid in the buy. It's going to push it even further. Probably mm-hmm. you the know? same thing that happened with uh, what was a uh, uh, Chinks. Chinks. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. With the you know you can't. Okay, you got a Panamera. You go back to your neighborhood. Yeah. There's somebody not happy to see you, and it, it wound up being somebody that he knew. Yep. Who was just ha- hating from the sidelines? Yep. You yeah, know man. because you come back and. And and your girl smile a little bit, you know. It's 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 too much for some people. Everybody's not happy for you, yeah. You know, but Man, when you talk say that about, again, bro, that's it. You know, when you talk about what happened with Gucci's artists, okay, if it had been one or two, but you know, when it's it gets to be half the people you sign either go to jail or get killed. Yeah, that's why there needs to be a reassessment of what's going on here. Yeah. And the thing is, I know you're thinking, okay, I'm giving these in, people in, um, opportunity, but you just can't give people a signing bonus in a 1017 chain and say, oh, you know, your problems are over now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. Long, like, long hit it on the head when he said, with that comes responsibility. Exactly. Yeah, if anything, it puts a bigger target on your back. Facts. You know, if you're not removed from your situation. You know, Facts. because I remember Tony Yeo talking about like, you know, when I came home, I didn't go back to the hood. 50 made sure I was away from that. Yeah. You know, not just as a friend, but as, you know, as someone who he had invested in, you know, so... You know, I, I I understand because it's coming from Joe Budden. It, it can because his platform and his voice are so loud. Yeah, it can seem like, man, this is unfair for you to say about me. But at the same time, I, I think it comes from a place of, hey, man, what are you doing? You know, not not to. Uh, it sounds like you know. It sounds. I, I think Gucci Mane has his, his heart in the right place, trying to give people for sure who I, maybe 100%. have who, who need an opportunity, an opportunity, and and a space for them to make money to get them out of their situation. But you got to give them more steps, you know. Because think about how many times Gucci. You know, he talked about it. How many mistakes Gucci Mane made when he was famous and popping, and still wound up in prison. For this, that, and the third, and he, you know, when he got out, he was such a different person. People thought he was a clone. Yeah, because yeah, he came here and it changed his life. Yeah, so you got to go through Indiana first <laughs> in order to change life. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, Mike Tyson, yeah, Mike, Tyson, Tyson. Okay. Mike Tyson came through here. Yeah, yeah. got right. 
Uh, Gucci came out. They said he was a clone. Project Pat <laughs> did some time up Evansville. Yeah. Came through here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I don't think this comes from a place of hate with Joe Biden. This some, is- sometimes conversations need to be stern, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's no other way people are going to to take them serious. And Joe Joe's in a very unique part, uh, position to be able to have mm-hmm. this conversation. Yeah. He is. He is. But some people is. may may be scared to say that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and it it actually makes sense. If you put some put yourself in a position to change somebody's life, then change your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But and heavy heavy is the head though. Yeah, Heavy as hell with that. True, but you know, I mean, you can't give them the first two steps if you know the other eight. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, but it's just like, okay, get money, get a chain. Okay, that's not going to, for someone who is at risk and, and is like their life is on the line mm-hmm. and they're on the edge of being in the street life, that's not really helping. Nah, if you're not in a position to actually change your life, then yeah. there's no way, no, there's no reason to toy around with it because. And I'm not saying this about Gucci, but there's other labels that are taking out life insurance policies on their artists. Facts. So if you get signed to this label and you're still out doing what you're doing, they have a life insurance policy on you. So they're going to make their money regardless whether you put it on an album or not. Bun B actually uh, broke this down. He said in his 1992 uh, contract with Jive Records. Mm-hmm. This sounds crazy that you know people were signing to a place called Jive Records in retrospect. Jive, Jive um, Turkey, <laughs> but he said there was a death in jail clause. Yep, to where okay, if one of the members of UGK either goes to jail or dies, then they can replace said member, but at a lower percentage royalty rate. Right. Yeah, this is stuff that lawyers for record companies write into official contracts, official yeah. paperwork, facts, yeah. legit. And the thing is, they came to him with that when he went to jail and when Pimp C died. Mm. And it was like, what do y'all think? This is my friend. This isn't just some guy I do music with. This is my friend. At the end of the day to them is business. Yes. So regardless of what happened is my condolences. But here in Section A1B, it states that you will not be getting paid said number of dollars because of what happened. And how quick uh, quick Terry said that. Is exactly how it is. My condolences. All right, let's get to this paperwork. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're look, it's just like when people think that, uh, you know, their job cares about them. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's sometimes maybe a little bit more here than there. But, you know, when the submarine thing happened. Yeah. They was looking for new employees Listen, like man. that day. Yeah. You know, when, before care. before they even knew the submarine had you know Listen. had imploded or whatever. Listen, I had a job leave a total bad taste in my mouth to where I had I was set up my steps to leave based on when my mom passed. Yeah, of how they responded about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they I, they don't care care about you or anybody that has anything to do with you. Essentially, it's all about the bottom dollar. Look, they did the. I Wendy love how all of our conversations go back to capital. Capital, yeah. Look, they did. Look, just think about it. They did the Wendy Williams show for a year and a half without Wendy Williams. Yes, I swear. And now it's rebranded as uh, Sherry Shepard. Sherry Shepard. Yeah. But like, and now because Wendy Williams used to have a whole YouTube channel uh, with all the interviews, and now it's like recipes and stuff. They, they, you would add, you would think Wendy Williams never existed. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be and set that's, up. And that's how, and that's capitalism. The American way. Drop the mic. Hey, man. Be, Long hey. story short, work on your own dream. Come work, on, man. Work on your own dream. Instead of before you, before you, 
make some time. I know you got to get your money, but make some time to work on your own hey. dream before you could, before you go all in on working somebody else's. We appreciate the. I'm sure the artists appreciate the lob. Shout out to Gucci for throwing the lobs, but keep saying it, man. Heavy is the head. Just be careful. Be mindful because that's not a blip. That's a trend. And everything that we're seeing, a hundred percent. Some something's Something going on there. Straight up. And if you're coming up like Tut Tarantino, stay where you at. Yeah. True. And don't be King Tut out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with your boy? He's man? buried. Yeah. King Tut actually it. died from a sickness. See? Yeah. You don't yeah. want to be like him. And you know what they did? Sickness they of capitalism. Him, they buried him with all this stuff, and later on, they just came and took it. I'm That's talking about took everything. <laughs> sure did. Yeah, they, he, he's actually on a tour right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he is on tour right now. Yeah, that's crazy. Right he is on tour. He's on, a, he's on a European took, tour. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they took everything from Fam and then put him on tour. He's on tour. What part right of the game now? is that? What, what year did he die? I don't, I don't know. know. Long, long time ago though, right? How many longs? He's still working. <laughs> he's still working. Hey, just like a lot of rappers are still working after they're dead. Come on, man. He's on a war tour. You you get better promotion after you pass. Yeah, exactly. My man is still out here on the road. He out here on the road. Gold all on my watch. We're trying, to give y'all my some, we're trying to give y'all some game. You I know, swear they're going to miss know. it, Jay Moore. They're going to miss this game. We gave you prophecy on our first joint. Come on, game man. out here. It's There's game so music. much. There's so much. Listen, what Jay said, you better take the $500,000 <laughs> because I've literally <laughs> given you all the game that I can give you. Yo, I take like, the 500000 go buy the records if you don't have them. Yo, That's I laughed so hard when he said that. Uh, with, I think it was Gail King he was sitting down with. Yeah. And he just was chuckling like, please take the 500000 Take it. I've already told you. I've given you everything. I've given you the game. You know what's take funny? Take the bread and go ahead and do You know what's you funny, do. though? Rick Ross made a video talking about, I'm going to take the dinner. You already rich. Yeah, exactly. Don't talk to him. The, co- you take the, the correction dinner. officer, Rick Ross, is when, not when you taking the up. dinner. You already rich. Because yeah. back in 2008, we were having <laughs> this food. and Well, I'm not going to speak on the food right yeah. now. He spoke on it anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah of Man. course. Yeah. Of course you're going to take the dinner. You're already rich. Yeah. Jay-Z said, look, everything I said I was going to do. And he, you know what he it, he did? Because he said, yo, on You Don't Know on the Blueprint, he said, I'm Def Jam till I'm the 100 million <laughs> he did. man. Come he on, did. man. He did. He did everything Jay-Z he is, said he was going to do. Jay-Z That's true. is awesome, man. I don't care what nobody say. <sighs> you know. But once again, like you're I said, like, so. I said <laughs> yo, like I said, I make this joke more than once, but because like I said, Jay-Z don't want to talk to you anyway. Exactly. No, he don't. He, he go, you gonna sit there in front of your your lobster tail and he your cut asparagus. His steak the same way he and, cut it any other day. And, sure and, is. And Jay-Z, and Jay-Z, you know, he's gonna sit and you're not gonna say nothing. He's gonna be like, You should have took it to five hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should have took it. I think it's dope that he actually said it out loud because that just tells people, look. This man is worth. Don't be no dummy out here, pretty much. Don't be a dummy. Like, don't be a dummy and think that Jay Z is about to just. Because honestly, I don't want to talk to Jay Z either. I I would take five grand. (laughs) But Long, Long, I remember you said this when we talked about this a while back. Like, Long was like, nah, I'm taking the money regardless. I'm taking the money. You gonna pay for a couple bills? Cool. I'll take the. I can take the five hundred thousand dollars, and whenever you show up at the JW Marriott to uh, do some, I can just buy dinner to go there. Exactly. There we you go. Had, you had a bread, wouldn't you? I already got the bread. I got the bread to pay a thousand or two to go. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Have I'm, a, a nice plated dinner and hear Jay Z speak. I'm clearing up that debt. 
I'm clearing up everything. Like I said, it could be five thousand. I'm still taking. I'm money still taking five thousand dollars. Then to sit down because my dumbass, I'd be sitting there like, so when you did the blueprint, it oh, wouldn't yeah. be nothing that would really help me. In no, real it, was life. Just, it would just be interesting things. Like, was you really mad at Nas in real life? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd ask him some goofy stuff like that. People will sit. People will sit down and ask Jay Z about how he felt about. Uh, ether and then go home and your phone bill is delinquent. <laughs> yeah, did you, you know really? What I'm like, did you really leave a condom on a baby seat, or did wow. you make that up? Jay Z got lucky. Yeah, exa- look, I'm gonna tell you right now. He's if gonna you be take- like, well, you know, I was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Is that what it sound like? <laughs> he said he came into the grand a uh, hundred grand strong. That's what he said. Nine to be exact. Removing G packs. That's what he said. Do you do you believe him or not? I kind of believe him. I believe him. Your dumb ass gonna take a dinner with Jay Z and have to make a payment arrangement with uh, T Mobile. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Don't get me Run wrong. Run me that five hundred thousand. Don't I get bet, me wrong. I, he knew stuff. Yeah. But he didn't know enough to where it's like. The circumstances are going to like. No, nah, he didn't know all that. No, nah, he didn't know that. What he knew how to do was make money. Uh, you know what? And you talk know, about it. You know the difference between us and Jay Z is is that Beyonce? if you don't take the if you don't take the five hundred thousand dollars, you're not going to have the starting point of where Jay Z could be to even. And it's still to, almost to become a Jay Z. It's still only half of what he started with before True. he started rapping. True, which is still a lot. That is still, still a lot. A lot of money. Lot of money. Jay Moore, think about that in the early He's going to answer. That's why he's saying you should have taken the money. Take That's the, money. the answer. That's yes. the bar. Exactly. Yes. He had a Lexus GS before he sold one record. Come on, man. I mean, that's... That's wild. Have money to make Run money. Run me to 500000 I know what to do with 500000 Take the money because then you can have money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hey, horrible Jay-Z. Hey, so Jay, like Jay Moore. Hey, Jay Moore. <laughs> I, I'm with you, though, because I just know that there are people that... Would take that mug, take the meeting, just for an Instagram picture, just for po- just for just for clout. Oh man, I'm with Jay, man. Jay cut his steak like I do, man. and then they. You know how many go, times I've, I've been they go back to work rappers, at- and I didn't take a picture because it's like never. Well, bro, show this but to you me. know, I've it- never taken a picture with a rapper, and I've met quite a few. Yeah, but you know, in this era, there are people that would do that solely man. for clout, and the, the five hundred thousand would go right over their head. Run me that five, and they gonna go right. They gonna go right back to working at Ponderosa. Run me that five hundred, that fifty k. That you could run me five hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> five hundred. I don't know. Yes, hey, yo, if you work at Ponderosa. Depend if he's take the five hundred thousand. If he's paying for dinner, <laughs> MCL. straight up. And yeah, if you work at MCL, yeah, take the five hundred thousand. Michael be like, so is it going to be Jello? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, I need you, the whipped cream on top of my Jello. Hey yo, if you work at MCL, take the five hundred thousand dollars. And I love MCL. You work anywhere, take that five hundred thousand. Would you take five hundred thousand dollars? Work at Lily. Who me? Or would you take five hundred thousand dollars worth of Jello? I'm taking the. <laughs> That's just that's he's stupid. I'm t- I take the five hundred thousand loan of Jello. Yeah. No, not of Jello. No whipped cream. Whip I can't believe y'all fronting on MCL like y'all missed over the Mister Jello at I the end. I probably never had Jello at MCL. To be oh, honest, MCL's with for old people. I'm gonna keep saying this. Yeah, it is. The only people that I knew that everything went there, there is were a la carte. This is stupid. Literally, is everything stupid. is a la carte. This is stupid because they can't. You know, everything's cut out. I've never seen grown men their yeah. ignore their childhood Damn. this much. Y'all okay. are ignoring your childhood. Just because you I didn't eat, I didn't eat at MCL. I, I like told you. I grew oh, up. oh, you was above MCL? No, yes. Nah, because I, I was I eating at Ryan's. Nice. I didn't have yeah, to go exactly. grab my separate oh, plate. Oh, so you fucked on MCL. slopped my, my, my plate full of food. Stop eating food off a conveyor belt. Yeah, man. I was at Ryan's, man. MCL was an extension of lunch cafeteria. Ryan's is definitely more cost effective than uh, MCL. I'm sorry. So, so who was privileged here? Who got who got money, Mike? 
Because this is what you like to use. And first of all, when's the last time you've been to MCL? You when's don't even know what they time? do up in there no more. Did you go last Sunday? So Took appar- your mom? So apparently, I've, I grew up in poverty. Um, Didn't nobody hey, say all that. Eat at MCL. I literally just said that MCL costs more than Ryan. Yes. My grandparents used to go. They're smart. They were smart. They had money, and they were old. MCL again, <laughs> Mike. MCL <laughs> or what? Costs more. Yeah. Than Ryan. It's about the experience. There's none. It costs more heated, though. Heated lamps, like they 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 got everything together for you. The Jello is old is, folks home. Heated Jello does heated, not yeah, sound like. I didn't say yeah. the Jello was heated. Don't do that. I didn't say the Jello was heated. Mm. They have heated lamps over the food. Everything is where it's supposed to be. Like it's Ryan's consistent. It's the, the get your tray slide. Everything is consistent. Ryan's is murdering. Absolutely is. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. Loved Ryan's. Man. Not even close. I mean, how are you even up at MCO and you ain't got no AARP card? Come on, <laughs> I'm man. saying. Wow. I am saying. You could have wow. actually got the Jello. Dinner was at 4 o'clock at MCO. Ryan's, the Jello. <laughs> we're going to do that. We're doing that. That's what the Jello doing. comes in a big vat <laughs> with a whole bunch of Jello. <laughs> on that note, yeah. I'm not about to have a conversation. He's like, let's end the show. It going Yo, on I'm me. not about to have a conversation about a vat. There was a vat of Jello. I'm not. <laughs> You scoop it out. You get as much Jello as you want at Ryan's if you wanted Jello. That That's wasn't my cup of they tea. Did, they did the pudding like this. They just cut a bag open. Yeah, and poured it in the vat. And, and poured it. Uh, yeah. Newoldheads yeah, dot com for all the education you there need you this year. Like, subscribe if you see it. Share it. Repost it. We appreciate the support. Check out our Patreon as well. Got a three dollar holla option. We appreciate that. Talk to the chat. Anybody that stuck with us uh, throughout the duration. Three dollar gift certificates to MCL. If anybody signs up for Come our on, Patreon, man. you wow. might be able to get some Jello with some whipped cream. That's petty. <laughs> That's so disrespectful. That's petty. Get there before four p.m. Yeah. Shout out to the Jello bowls. We'll see y'all next week, man. In Peace. a minute. Yeah.